The day is over, but the night has just begun. This is WTMJ Nights, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue. Here's your host, Brian Noonan. Good evening. Welcome. So glad you are with us. Big night, big show. Want you to get involved. It's easy to do. 855-616-1620. That's the old National Bank talk and text line. When you call in, you'll be talking to Justin or maybe you'll be talking to Matt. I don't know. There's a lot of new people in the booth. Always welcoming new folks here at uh, WTMJ. Glad to have Matt along with us. Whoever answers the phone, the point is be nice because then you get to me. That's how it works. If you want to text us, that's great too. You can jump in on the text question of the night. Starting out today is Best Friends Day. I don't know if you know that. So our text question of the night, who was your best friend growing up and are you still in touch? So who was your best friend growing up and are you still in touch? It's kind of a twofer on the uh, text question of the night tonight, but why not? It's Thursday. We haven't been here for a couple days. Uh, Brewers baseball preempting us. So... We'll throw in an, a little extra on our text question of the night, 855-616-1620. That's the number. Justin, you are a mentoring young Matt tonight in the booth? I am. I am. We're, we're going to have a lot of fun, a lot of learning. It's going to be great. A lot of, a lot of learning. Matt, welcome. We're glad you're here. Uh, where do you come from, Matt? What's your story? So I hail from the great city of Chicago, Illinois, a north sider myself. I uh, just got back from upstate New York. Got a shout out Ithaca, Ithaca College, WICB out there. And uh, yeah, I've been here a couple days, did some Brewers games earlier this week. Uh, unfortunate loss for the crew tonight, or earlier today, I should say, but excited to be here. Wow, very nice. Trying to steal Jessica's sports report. That's nice. First, uh, right out of blocks, trying to uh, usurp some authority. I admire that dedication. What are your goals? What are your goals in this business? Or do you plan on uh, just jumping out of radio as quickly as possible? My goal is to uh, be on air, uh, to produce, to be wherever I can be. I just love working in radio, and I'm really excited to be here. Very nice. Well, we're excited to have you. Justin will. Uh, Justin will make sure that he kills all those dreams before you're out of here. If I don't, <laughs> that, was, that first, was a good so. pep talk. I was ready to run through a wall after that. That was that was yeah. Wow, this uh, you know, Justin, <laughs> you better up your game. This right. kid's gonna be watching. Matt's uh, Matt sounds like he's like he's not gonna wait around for you to tell him what to do. He's gonna take some initiative. He's gonna bump you out of the way. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, you better be you better be ready to roll. That's all. Now you, Justin, you said yeah. We haven't talked since I think it was last Thursday. You said you had a big week. Are you uh, you ready to go tonight? I wouldn't listen. Even if you're dog tired, don't admit it because Matt's Matt's breathing down your neck already. I feel it. We've we've been on the air for like three minutes. Oh and yeah. I'm like this this kid Matt is gunning for your job. No, yeah, it was it's been a long week. Um I'm apartment hunting uh in the city oh. of Chicago, so that's been a struggle. The worst. Yeah, especially right now too with all the college kids getting out. It's 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 been hard. So that's been that's been a thing we uh me and my buddy viewed a couple places um in Gold Coast Chicago, so Real nice. Wow, area. your your degenerate betting must be paying off. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, because so. I know what radio people make. <laughs> Gold Coast is sweet. Yeah, Gold Coast, Old Town, all around that area. Um, so that's that's what we're looking. It's been a pretty jam packed week. Um, the previous weekend, I drove up to Indiana, uh, Terre Haute, Indiana, to support my brother in the college playoffs. Right now, hopefully they make the World Series. They're in Super Regionals this weekend. So. 
Um, now, is that out in Omaha yet, or is it just when the World Series comes? Yeah, World Series is in Omaha, so that will be next weekend. They're in TCU okay. this week. He plays for Indiana State, and they're oh, killing nice. it. He's killing it, too. So Very nice. Yeah. Shout-out yeah. TCU, or shout-out to Indiana State. Yeah, I was about to say. Slow, slow down there. Slow down no, there. No, listen, I, I, listen I, I am bailing quick. I'm going right for TCU. <laughs> that's where I put – that's where – listen, I followed your betting. That's what you said told people to bet. Don't try to lie on the air now. Say, oh, it's all about my brother. You were – you know, you were laying down your big money on TCU. No, That's no. I had money on the Sycamores. I did. I cashed out, too. It was good. Did you? I did. It Very was fun. Nice. Yeah. And the little brother's... He's 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 doing now, wait, great. Is that going to come back to haunt him at some point? Is oh, there going to be a scandal against this? I told him. Are you going to be the cause of your brother's <laughs> career ending before it even begins? Right. Exactly. No. I I told him. Hey, man. If 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 you're paying for this, if this doesn't. No, I'm kidding. Um. He's he's having fun. <laughs> your though. brother is the Pete Rose of college baseball. This is horrifying. Yeah. No. No. It's it's awesome. That was it. Was my first time there. It was a sweet little little town. Um. A lot of. A lot of support for the baseball game. It was pretty cool. It was my first time. That's cool. Yeah, first time down there. So real sweet. He's oh, a junior. Yeah. Terre Haute is a hopping burg. <laughs> I've been there a few times. It's you know it's fine. It's it's very nice. Very nice. No, well, yeah. I'm glad things are going well for him. Hopefully he gets to, now. If he gets to the World Series, are you going to go to Omaha? Yeah, that that's the plan. That would me, be cool. Yeah, me and the family were supposed to go see them in Super Regionals, but unfortunately they weren't able to host it. So now it's in uh, TCU. So yeah, you don't yeah, it. real Texas bummer. Mm-hmm. Forget about it. <laughs> the less time spent in Texas, probably the better. Yeah, right. You know, just yeah, <laughs> except for Bucky's and Whataburger, and eh, not really much to do. Bucky's there. is great. Bucky's is fantastic. Uh, there's well, there's one coming to Wisconsin soon. We know that. We've talked about that. I'm very excited. Uh, school is out. I am very excited. I know your mom is probably excited too. Uh, last day of school for me was Tuesday, which was great. All the children come in, and even the kids that have been, uh, let's say, less than well behaved, they all want to give you a hug. They tell you they're going to miss you. They get all emotional. It was very sweet. And then all teachers know that uh, some kids bring in a little uh, trinket. A little token of their affection, which is which is always nice. It's changed. I remember when my mom was a teacher, she would come home with shopping bags full of just, you know, uh, mugs and little things, little statues from like the dollar store, all this kind of stuff that little kids bring you, and it's all sweet. And then she would save it. And one year it was like, what are we going to do? We got all these things out in the garage. And my brother was doing volunteer work at a uh, nursing home, and they had bingo. So he took all those teacher gifts, and they turned into bingo prizes, which was nice. But now some kids bring gift cards, which is nice. I think I got a $5 Starbucks card. And, uh, you know, so one one kid brought me a bottle of wine. How you like that? First grader popping a bottle of wine after school. His parents actually, or her parents actually brought it as we were uh, doing dismissal. But I was like, nice. Liquor for a first grade, uh, for a first grade, uh, you know, thank you gift. Uh oh, Dar is on uh, the text line, Justin. Don't look at the text line, it's gonna make you sad. TCU fan texting in, representing. We'll see, we'll see. How do we get TCU fans? Hey, here, yeah, right? I love that though. Get them everywhere, unless yeah, unless they're alums, because that seems like a that would seem like an odd school to pick to be the one that you're backing, you know, of all the universities in the. <laughs> In the nation, you, go, you know who I really like? Uh, Texas Christian. That's what I TCU. They're my people. So, well, we'll see. When's the game? Uh, they play tomorrow. Oh boy. Yeah, game one. Thankfully, tomorrow. we don't have a show because I know you would not be uh, you would not be paying attention. 
<laughs> and I wouldn't blame yeah. you. No, we, hopefully, hopefully it's early. I actually, I'm blanking on what time the game is tomorrow, but hopefully it's early so I can see it. Well, that would be great. Yeah. And hopefully they don't get any. Now, Indiana seems like they should be okay from this crazy uh, Canadian smoke that has turned most of the East Coast and parts of uh, you know, Ohio and things like that. Uh, turn the sky orange. I don't know if you've seen any of these pictures. It is crazy. All the smoke from the Canadian wildfires blowing down, and it is a, according to meteorologists, we're in a blocking pattern. That's why the that's why the smoke is staying in one spot. But it is, it is terrifying, and it shows how ridiculous we have gotten in this country when it comes to picking sides because you would think that oh my goodness look at the air in the air in new york yesterday it was the worst air quality in the world by i don't know the number was like 480 something and it, i think what they say it, i forget a very low number is acceptable like in india it was 180 so the air quality in New York City yesterday was the worst air quality in the world. You saw the pictures. Baseball games were canceled. The sky was orange. Everything looked like a bad sepia-toned photograph from the 1800s. And so public officials, health officials were like, listen, it's really dangerous to be outside walking around and breathing because you spend a little time outside uh and it's like you've smoked a half pack of cigarettes because the microscopic particles that are in the air from this fire can really mess up your lungs. So they said, if you're going to go outside, you know, you might want to throw a mask on. And as you can imagine, certain people decided to pick up the old tired pre pre pandemic gauntlet and said, we're not wearing masks. That's for the weak. Um, Mostly, mostly because of right-wing disinformation peddlers. And you know who they are. You've, uh, you've either been laughing at them, scoffing at them, or admiring their disinformation for the last number of years. They all came out yesterday and were saying how the left is using the wildfires as a way to stoke up fear and... Talk about woke climate change. <laughs> I was sitting there reading all these things and listening to this, and I'm looking at the pictures and thinking to myself, boy, you're really stupid. Because, you know, it was dumb before when you were arguing against a major pandemic. And this is not a lockdown. This is saying, hey, you know, for the next couple of days till the winds kick in and you know, the sky is blue again instead of orange from smoke. Maybe you just either stay inside if you can, or if you go outside, cover your mouth with something so you're not breathing in all these microscopic particles. And yet that is some, somehow protecting yourself from breathing in possible carcinogens and everything else that is in a fire. Somehow that is being weak and being a sheep. And I just, I just laugh because it's, at this point in this country, we will find anything to pick sides over. Even something as stupid as this, where you go, there should be no question. If the air is thick, you probably shouldn't breathe it. I don't care who you vote for. Don't breathe orange air. It's smoke. 
We were in two summers ago when there were big uh, wildfires, I think in Canada or, or in California. We were out in Colorado, and it was really, really hazy there, but not, not like it was yesterday all along the East Coast. And now my daughter is heading to Detroit tomorrow to see Taylor Swift again. And um, they're supposed to be in that dangerous air quality tomorrow. And I said to her, you know what, I know the concert is indoors. I said, but if you're walking around, why don't you just, you know, I got a couple N95s uh, sitting here. Why don't you take those just in case? Because what does it hurt to not breathe in smoky air? And at first she almost sounded like a right-wing flamethrower. She was like, I don't need to do that. And I was like, okay, that's fine. You know, don't, don't worry. Well, the masks aren't going to work. I'm like, all right, right, doctor, do what you got to do. I don't care. I just, you know, if you're, uh, I don't really want your lungs to be on fire, but that's, you know, that's me. Maybe I, am I over, uh, overcompensating? I don't know, but I don't want to breathe smoke. Anyway, that's the state of the, uh, that's the state of the union where even, even breathing smoke now can be, can be turned into a political nightmare. All right, we got to do this. I'm going to, listen, I'm going to breathe some clean air in here. This is, oh man, this is filtered air. It's beautiful. I don't have any worried about it. Um, I mentioned it was the last day of school. A very interesting poll came out regarding teachers and what they would do to make themselves feel safe. Don't forget the text question of the night. Because it is Best Friends Day, who was your best friend as a child and are you still in touch with them? 855-616-1620 is the old National Bank Talk and Text Line. It's WTMJ Nights. The night is still young. More of WTMJ Nights coming up next. WTMJ Steve Scafidi. I'm not hard on men. I'm hard on dumb men. Next question. Anybody can say things. And boy, elected officials are really good at that. you got to punish them. Even if it's your own party, sometimes you got to say, this makes no sense. And frankly, if you want to talk about the Cowboys away from this decision, they stopped being America's team about 25 years ago. They're not America's anything. If they are sitting in a jail or a prison, they can't physically hurt somebody. I know that seems rather simplistic, but that's the answer. Weekdays from 9 to noon on WTMJ. What if you could build a six-figure retirement income with almost half the money saved? You heard that right. Get a discount on your retirement, creating a six-figure income with 40% less than traditional 401ks and mutual funds. Hi, I'm Mitch Lyons, best-selling author and executive producer of a new Hollywood documentary called The Baby Boomer Dilemma. In this film, economists and Nobel Prize-winning PhDs from Wharton, MIT, and Stanford share a strange concept I call the retirement discount. It gives you more retirement income with the same dollar saved, and your money is never at risk if the market crashes. That's right. If the market crashes 30%, you lose nothing. Even people who are on track have shifted money to this new strategy because it increases their retirement income or can allow them to stop working years sooner. So if you are over 50 and want a bigger, better retirement with less money, call to get a free copy of this brand new movie, 1-800-578-3535. This is a $30 value, but when you call today, you get it completely free, plus two hours of bonus behind-the-scenes footage. No credit card required. Call right now, 1-800-578-3535. That's 1-800-578-3535. Again, 1-800-578-3535. Off Mosquito Repellent, a clean feel so you can accessorize without mosquitoes. You can wear classic whites and jeans and know what you are covered with with eight hours of not sticky, fragrance-free protection. S.C. Johnson. Life is short, and if we spend our time suffering with pain and it takes away our joy, that's not a very good way to live. He's right. It's hard to be happy when you're in constant pain. 
QC Kinetics patient Chad admits the chronic pain in his knee really robbed his quality of life. When I was going to the traditional doctor and getting the pain pills, my smile wasn't as big as it usually is. Going to my high school reunion on crutches, it was awful. But then Chad visited QC Kinetics. He experienced the real power behind natural regenerative treatments. Using healing properties from his own body, QC Kinetics was able to restore and repair damaged tissue, finally giving Chad lasting relief with no drugs, no surgery, and no downtime. And I'm feeling on top of the world because of QC Kinetics. Learn how advanced regenerative medicine can help your body heal itself at QC Kinetics. Call now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 414-285-3474. That's 414-285-3474. 414-285-3474. Now, more of WTMJ Nights. 855-616-1620. That's the old National Bank talk and text line. Doug jumping in. Uh, Justin was talking about his brother who was playing baseball for Indiana State. Uh, there's a f- softball field named after my aunt at Indiana State. Go Sycamores. That from Doug and Fond du Lac. And Taylor responded to a couple things. When I was in Shanghai, I wore a mask, not because I'm pro-communism, but the air quality is really bad. Yeah, so if you're in you know any of the major cities that are being affected by the wildfires and the smoke that's just sitting over them like a dome, why wouldn't you wear a mask if you're walking around outside? It just, it's not political. It's not big mask trying to come back in. And they're like, oh man, the pandemic ended. We're losing tons of dough. No, big mask has nothing to do with it. Unless big mask started all the forest fires in Canada. Have we looked into that? I'm not saying they did. I'm just asking questions. That's the usual uh, usual Fox uh, move. Um, Taylor also asks, uh, did you buy her tickets? I couldn't find any for under $3,000. No, my daughter <clears throat> was very lucky. We talked about this last week, Justin, because she was going uh, last Friday to Taylor Swift in Chicago, which she said was unbelievable. Uh, no, she did not wear a diaper. And two, she remembered it because that morning I was watching the news and they were saying there's a psychological phenomenon that when people have a wildly emotional experience, sometimes they forget it. So I was hoping she wouldn't forget the concert. She didn't. She had a good time. She actually got tickets to both shows the day they went on sale. I don't know how she did it on Ticketmaster other than she had two computers going and my wife had two computers going. And somehow she got through. So that was that. Uh, Jeff uh, chiming in on our text question of the night, which is, who was your best friend growing up and are you still in touch with them? Best friend during childhood was Joel in Appleton. I keep in touch over the phone on social media and in person. I saw him at a party last month and we are planning to hit a, a Timber Rattlers game this summer. That's very nice to stay in touch with. My best friend growing up uh, lived down the street from me and... We we were together every day. Johnny, I won't say his last name, but um, we were together all the time. And then we got into grade school, and he went to a different school than me and started hanging out with a different group. And we were, we were fine, like, th- maybe through third grade, fourth grade, and then it just kind of kind of went away. I have no idea what happened to him. But, uh, yeah, well, that's... That's the way it goes sometimes. All right. Um, 
I said, told you that school was out. My last day of school was the other day, and Justin's mom is a uh, second-grade teacher, so we've talked about teaching a lot. And over the last few years with the increase in school shootings, we've talked about all different, all different things uh, and ways to make people safer in school. And there was, you know, there was the idea, which I'm going to say right out of the, the box, I think is a really bad idea. Some people were saying, well, we should arm teachers. That would be great. You know, we get teachers, uh, we get teachers with some guns in school, and that's going to keep, you know, the bad guys with guns away. I talked about this with my fellow teachers numerous times, and it was universal at our school amongst the teachers that I talked to, and I talked to, to most of them, uh, that no, that would, be a, that would be a horrible idea. There's no reason we would ever want to have a gun in school. Well, a new survey reveals that one out of every five American teachers believes carrying guns into the classroom would enhance school safety. However, more than half the teachers surveys surveyed think that armed teachers would make students less safe. And I am going to I I'm going to jump on that side. So, um, gun violence, despite despite talking about teachers being armed, that was not the biggest concern safety-wise, when it came to schools. And I'm wondering if you know what it is. Only one out of 20 teachers cited gun violence as their major security worry at school. Bullying was the top thing that people, that teachers worried about in this survey. It was conducted by the Rand Corporation, found that 54% of teachers surveyed believe that teachers carrying firearms would make schools less safe. In contrast, 20% thought it would make schools safer. Those are the those are the 20 I don't want to be around. I just <laughs> they are very scary. All right, we'll talk about this. What do you think? Do you think teachers uh, you know, do you agree with this study that some teachers think it would make it safer? I do not. We'll talk about that after the news, but we got to do this and then it's news time on WTMJ. Brian Noonan, WTMJ Knights. Want to get a hold of us? 855-616-1620 is the old National Bank Talk and Text line. You can answer the text question of the night if you'd like. It is Best Friends Day, so who was your best friend growing up, and are you still in touch? Or we're still talking about this survey, which I'll get to, that says one in five teachers think carrying guns makes classroom s safer. Um... From Peggy, she has her best friend of 55 years, Beverly, and they talk every morning from 7.30 to 8. She also married my husband's brother. They are friends for life. That's that's very nice. That is very nice. Um, from Jeff, talking about what I'll read Jeff's in a minute. It's about this survey where 20% of the teachers that were surveyed said that they think teachers carrying guns would make schools safer. Justin, your mom teaches second grade. Has she ever mentioned this? Do you think your mom would uh, would like to be packing heat as she's doing, uh, you know, some no. finger painting with the second graders? Yeah, no way. I don't. I don't think she would like that at all. No, that's it's a bad idea. Uh -huh. it's, I don't. I don't mind if you want to get armed resource officers at a school. I know that costs more. I. I don't care if you want to put some metal detectors in. Uh, I think those are all good steps. I don't think anything is going to be a hundred percent. I don't think there's any way if you if somebody is determined to carry out some horrible act like that, there's a good chance they're going to be able to do it. But throwing some deterrence in their way is definitely you know worthwhile. 
But like I said, I talked to all the teachers at my school and, well, you know, I say all, all the teachers that I did talk to, and it was a lot, uh, all said, no, there's absolutely no way. But this was, this was interesting too. It wasn't gun violence because as much as we're inundated with those stories in the news and we practice the, uh, you know, the, the shelter drill, we used to call them active shooter drills. Now we don't, now you just call them, you know, shelter drills or, you know, lockdown drills or whatever it is. Uh, we still practice those. We still, you know, we're still aware that things might happen, but bullying is the biggest safety concern for over 50% of the teachers in this study. Um, even with the unfortunate regularity of gun violence in U.S. schools, which also drives policy debate, only 5% of teachers overall selected gun violence as their largest safety concern, uh, according to one of the authors of the report and a senior policy researcher at RAND. Um, despite the prevalence of anti-bullying programs, everyday school violence is a concern for teachers. Bullying, not active shooters, was teachers' most common top safety concern. I... That makes perfect sense to me, because if you're if you're in any kind of school environment, and I can't speak to high school where I have to imagine that it is a thousand times worse than it is in elementary school and middle school, but you can you can see it from elementary on, and I know we're constantly working with kids about you know anti-bullying and being kind and talking nicely to people and all of that stuff, but. There's still something in our DNA, in our culture, that some people want to prey on weaker kids. And they find one, one thing that, they, that might make a kid a little bit different, and that's what they go after. And that is a huge concern because it not only, not only is horrible for the kid who's being bullied mentally and sometimes physically, it disrupts the class it it can lead to horrible outcomes so i can see where this cuz this is an everyday thing bullying gun violence it's a huge concern but most of us most of us hope slash know slash pray that it's not going to affect our school even though our rational mind knows it could any day but if you dwell on it it's going to paralyze you with fear so you deal with the stuff that's right in front of you which is bullying Jeff says, I'm against teachers carrying guns. When I was teaching, I was threatened and intimidated a few times by belligerent students, but they did not have weapons that I knew of, and their actions were not so serious that I would have been justified to pull a gun on my own. Uh, school resource officers are the best approach. I agree with that. Um, Brian, do you want a teacher who is equally prepared to cover their students with their own bodies and protect them and shoot one of the students dead at a moment's notice? What kind of person would take that? Oh, what kind of person would that take? I don't know. I First of all, a lot of people who talk about... I Listen, one of the worst days in school is that uh, shelter-in-place drill, the lockdown drill. Because even though we know, as the teachers, and we tell the kids that... This is just practice because little kids get scared during these, even when they're told nothing's going to happen. And I'm going to be honest with you, teachers get on edge too, because if you've never had to go through one of these things, it's, it's tense. 
you know, there's there's a number of steps you have to take. You have to make sure you're getting the kids into the right spot in the room. You have to make sure they're huddled together, that they're quiet, that the lights are off, that, the, you know, there's nothing, that the door is locked, that, you know, all this stuff. And even though you know it's just the principal and the police department coming down the hall, checking the doors, when that door, when they jerk that door to see if it's locked, it's panicking. So I don't know, you know, and that, that takes a lot. And most teachers are going to be, you know, we're going to stay in there. We're going to make sure our kids are protected. But I think the line is drawn at, hey, then go to your desk, get out this gun, and take another human life. Because I guarantee if you talk to anybody who's had to do that, whether they're in the military or law enforcement, it's not an easy thing. And it's not what teachers signed up for. It's, you know, their job is to educate, protect, make these kids feel safe, uh, lead them, set good examples. They didn't sign up to, well, and someday you might have to pop a cap. Hmm. So bullying is what we, uh, bullying is what we really need to uh, be on the watch for. And you know what? This is going to, this is, oh, Justin, mark this down. This is where they're, they're going to at me. Uh, a lot of the anti-bullying starts at home. Yes. Yes, parents, you have to do a little helping out, too. Uh, teaching your kids that it is not okay to laugh at somebody else, that it's not okay to make a, a comment here and there. Now, kids are going to be kids, and they're going to make mistakes. And if they make mistakes, then it's your job, as well as the school's job, to educate them on why those mistakes were made. All right, enough uh, enough preaching by me. I got to get your opinion on this because there's a new bill in Congress, and it could mean that some of us might not be able to fly. Is this a good idea? We'll talk about it. I'll get your opinion. 855-616-1620, the old National Bank Talk and Text Line. It's WTMJ Nights. All right, new to WTMJ Nights. Vehicle run. It's summertime hit. Justin, how's Matt doing? He's doing great. He just brought us yeah. back. That was him. Did he? Oh, all right. Uh, yeah, Matt he's doing making great. the uh, Matt making the call on the bump music. Nice job, Matt. Justin, uh, Justin, setting a good example. Yes, he is. He is awesome teacher. <laughs> oh, sure. Is he telling you what to get for dinner? That's his big worry every night. What he's going to get for dinner if they're going to mess up his sushi order out in the food hall? Had, is he taking care of all that? We've had some problems. I mean, it's, it, today's just been a food day. They were talking about earlier uh, some people stealing lunches. I don't know. Maybe it's just that type of day. Is that a thing? Someone was yeah, stealing? I heard John talking about uh, people stealing his can of soup and uh, people stealing lunches out of. Don't See, and steal it's John's soup. Beautiful cafe. How would you wander in there and steal somebody else's lunch? I don't know. I mean, that's never been an issue for me. It, actually, it has been in the past. You know, I'm a huge, huge, huge fan of the uh, energy drink uh, Propel, and my friends just love taking them out of the cabinet to the point where I had to hide them and put them all over the place because they would just constantly take them. My roommate once did. He got COVID, unfortunately. I had a 12-pack. From your Propel? Yeah, I had a 12-pack of Propel uh, in the closet. I left for a week. He came down with COVID. By the time I came back, all 12 were gone. 
No one likes a food stealer. Exactly. No, Not nobody fun. likes. A, nobody wants to live with somebody who you can't trust your food around. Now, do you have to label your food do you, so they don't take it, or do they respect the label either? <laughs> I had to do this in college. They respect the label. However, there are some times where the label just doesn't matter, and it goes both ways. Now, whoa, so you steal it too? I wouldn't call myself a repeat offender, but on occasion, <laughs> it I, asked, like you, I asked for permission. I asked for permission. Sometimes well, that, I don't wait for different. that permission to be that's, granted. Yeah, but wait a minute. You said sometimes the label doesn't matter and it goes both ways. That's not asking for permission. That's, I went in and I was thirsty and I wanted a propel or I wanted whatever they had. Or maybe they had we would know, have some house leftover fights. mac and cheese. Uh, that would be, uh, don't get me started on the house fights over the food. House that, fights man. over the food. That that has happened many times in my house. But it's mostly over the overcluttered fridge and freezer and taking up the most space in the fridge and the freezer. That's <laughs> See, what that's the right. most Here's, a, here's a tip, fellas. Live by yourself. <laughs> Live by your, get to the point in your life. Because roommates, roommates are the worst. They can be the best, but they're also the worst. Because you're going to get to a point where it's like, oh, once you live by yourself once, you're never going to want a roommate again. Because you're going to realize, you know what's in my refrigerator? Only the things I want. You know who eats it? Just me and the people that I invite over and give it to. I don't have to worry that if I, you know, hey, I'm taking out the garbage. I come back and all my frozen food is gone. You know, it's, uh, but I get like, uh, Justin, you said you're looking in Chicago. Very expensive. You have to have a roommate. Uh, unless you, you know, score big on some parlay bet that you're going to lay down this weekend. Maybe are you betting on the uh, betting on the heat or are you going Nuggets? Nuggets. I have Nuggets to win the series, and I got Joker to win MVP. So I've had that for oh, a little bit. All right. Yeah. Go Nugs. Nice. Go Nugs. Sounds safe. Would you say sounds, sounds like, safe? Sounds like a safe bet. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. Uh oh, here you go. We're getting texts to help you out, Matt. Try buying this powdered Propel on Amazon and stashing it somewhere. You see, I Have like you tried the powdered Propel. I could deal with the powdered stuff, but it's one of those things where it's just not the same. I see the box on our computer screen here. Yep. I could go for it, and it's probably a lot cheaper. But Are they all great. No, right? There's also the aspect of then you <laughs> gotta find. Is, Justin is debating the flavor. You gotta find. Uh, it. I'm, not a, I'm, not a, I'm not a big Propel guy. Barry's the number one overall flavor. I'll drink all of them, but Barry's my go-to. But <laughs> I don't drink I, any of those energy I, drinks. It's just for me drinking bottled water. I could do it. I do do it. <laughs> but especially if I'm on the air or if I'm working out, there's something about a different flavor in your mouth that just sits different with me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. wow. You you guys are very high maintenance for young men. You, you Oh, I have to have certain flavors. I got to uh, boil. Oh, they well good for you. Uh I'm, you know, I'm a tap water guy. I like a lot of tap water. Plain, just plain old tap water and then bourbon. That's it. I don't need a whole lot more. Some beer thrown in there. But uh yeah, my water is just water. I don't like I was I tried Red Bull when it first came out because that was Red Bull was like the first one before any of these other energy drinks. And I tried a couple and I was like, oh, this tastes like I'm licking the bottom of an aquarium. So I didn't drink it anymore. And I'm like, I, you know what? I drink a pot of coffee in the morning. I have enough energy to uh, with my pot of coffee. I don't need I don't need to be like a gerbil walking around with a water bottle all day. You know, I I, I get staying hydrated. I drink enough water, but uh, man. That's so. If your roommates don't get your passion for the Propel, and you said they were your friends, I don't. That doesn't sound friendly to me. That sounds like a guy who's uh, 
who's going to rip you off at any turn, you know? Well, good luck. Good luck, fellas. This is going to be this is going to be nice uh nice working with both of you. It just that I've already you're already we we're we've plumbed the depths of your uh your psyche a little bit. And that's uh now I now we got to get into Matt who's uh coming from Ithaca with his propel water, doesn't know what he wants to drink. Just knows that he can't he can't share it with his friends. Why do you live with these guys, Matt? They're great people. We share common mm, interests. Doesn't sound I got to say it doesn't sound like it. Uh, Hey, my friends, they're great people, different personalities. You know, they're from New York, so I got to, you know, hope they're doing well right now with all the air quality stuff that's going on out there. But, you know, they're just good people. Wow. And we get along. Look at you. Look at you covering your bets. Yeah. What if they're listening? What if they're, (laughs) oh, I can't say anything bad, even though they stole all my propel. I I got to, hey, they know, they know how mad I get over that. Like, uh, there's a debate right now that I might be more protective over my propel than I might be my firstborn or my eventual firstborn child. You know, there's a debate out there with them right now, so it's kind of interesting. Wow, you need to re-examine priorities. Your priorities a little bit. Yeah, that sounds. Uh, <laughs> now, has it ever come to physical blows? Not yet, mm, and boy. thankfully, uh, not during our time living together. You know, we've all gone our separate ways. Uh, these are my college sure. roommates since graduating, so. Uh, Hopefully, uh, there hasn't been anything physical in the past, and uh, I think we're past that point. <laughs> All right. Well, that's good. But I would like – it'd be great content, just so you know. Hey, Big propel I'm the wars. the smallest one out of all of them. One of them just got commissioned as a second lieutenant in the Army National Guard. I am not okay. the one to start a physical fight with any of them. I don't know. You might be scrappy. <laughs> I might be, but not as scrappy as them. Justin's already uh, Justin's already going to have to catch or is that uh are you you got to catch uh, Sam's football, right? Sam what? Or is that Isaac? Oh never mind. That hey, that's probably Isaac. We have so many crazy stunts going on. Oh, Who interesting. I'll ask Isaac about that. Yeah. <laughs> when he comes back from making his new album. That'll be man, you guys are I don't know. I love I love working with you guys because it's a glimpse into the younger generation that uh Thankfully, I don't have to live through anymore. I lived through it once. I don't have to live through it again, but I could do it vicariously through you. We got to do this. Then there's so much more. It's WTMJ Nights. Now, more of WTMJ Nights. On the other side of the news, we're going to get into bad neighbors. Uh, we've we've mentioned these neighbors before. Things have escalated. Oh, boy. And I know it will upset some people. And also... Uh, would you ever go nude in public? Something happened. Drive through window next hour. A lot, a uh, lot to get to. And who knows? Maybe we'll learn some more about Matt and his uh, his propel problems, and Justin and uh, you know his apartment hunting. You're only going with one roommate, Justin. Yeah, actually, I don't That's know. Enough. It's we're. I was confident with one, me and my buddy from school, but we might add a third, another buddy from school. It just kind of depends what's going on with him. I, it's been a really confusing last two weeks. Are you looking in like buildings or in like apartments? We're we're looking at two bed, two bath apartments. Um, I don't know, something nice. Like in a build, like in an apartment building or yeah. a, a house. Like ha- apartment building. House. My, my my bad, apartment building. Very nice. All right, well, we got to do this. Then there's so much more of the news after this on WTMJ. It is over, but the night has just begun. This is WTMJ Nights, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue. Here's your host, Brian Noonan. Second big hour of the broadcast. Glad you're with us. We are here till 8 o'clock. 
Then it's Brewers Weekly with Dom Catronio. If you want to get involved, 855-616-1620 the old National Bank Talk and Text Line. Text question of the night. Today is Best Friends Day. Who was your best friend growing up, and do you still keep in touch? Jessica mentioned this at the top of her newscast. It is breaking news. Um, former President Donald Trump indicted, uh, been charged with seven counts, that according to multiple sources. Um, not much known right now. Uh, he's been indicted in the special counsel's classified documents probe. That's what CNN is reporting. It's a stunning development that marks the first time a former president has faced federal charges. He's going to be charged with seven counts, as I said. Um, He wrote on True Social that he had been informed by the Justice Department that he was indicted and that he was, quote, summoned to appear at the federal courthouse in Miami on Tuesday at 3 p.m., end quote. Then he went on to say, quote, The corrupt Biden administration has informed my attorneys that I have been indicted seemingly over the boxes hoax. End quote. Yes, so it's the federal, this is a federal indictment. It's the second time he's been charged criminally this year. You remember in April, a Manhattan district attorney charged him with 34 counts of falsifying business documents. But the indictment from the special counsel marks a new phase. He is, um, as you know, running for president again in 2024 while facing criminal charges in two jurisdictions. Two additional investigations into his conduct are still underway. So there you go. The charges come just seven months since uh, Attorney General Merrick Garland appointed Smith as a special counselor, our special counsel after Trump announced he was running for president in order to keep the investigation independent. Uh, Now he's facing federal charges from the special counsel. Same time, he's trying to unseat uh, President Biden in the next one. We are going to keep our eye on that. I know Jessica will be reporting on it as the night goes on. And, of course, uh, you can get all the latest tomorrow morning on uh, Wisconsin's Morning News right here with uh, Vince Vetrano and everybody else on the crew tomorrow morning. So we, we will keep you up to that. But if uh, you had not heard, yes, the uh, former president has been indicted in Florida and is facing seven charges. So not a good day to be Donald Trump. And I'll just leave it at that. All right, we've all had bad neighbors, right? Hopefully, you've been lucky enough to have pretty good neighbors, and you haven't really had any beef with them. And you, uh, you know, if you did have a problem, you could talk about it like adults, and everything gets settled, and you can live in peace and harmony. Because, quite frankly, isn't that what we all want to do? We just want to come home after a hard day's work. Uh, we want to relax. Whether you're in an apartment, whether you have a house, you're going to sit out in your yard, you're going to sit out on your balcony, whatever it is, you just want a little peace and quiet. You don't want to be having trouble with your neighbors. But I would love to hear if you have had some trouble with your neighbors, because I'm going to guess that most of that will not measure up to this. 855-616-1620 is how you share your stories with us here on WTMJ. You may remember we talked about this when it first happened. It came it came out of Australia, this story, but it could happen pretty much everywhere. Now, I am going to preface this by saying that I am not a vegetarian or a vegan. I don't understand it. I respect your choice if you want to make that choice, but I love to eat meat. I do eat vegetables. They're fine. Um, but yes, I do, I do love some meat. 
Don't judge me. Don't at me. And I won't judge or at you. You know, uh, you want to be vegan. That's fine. I know your life is more difficult because you can't find food everywhere you go. And it's, uh, you know, my, my daughter's friend is a vegan. Uh, she's a very lovely young woman, but I don't understand her dietary choices. And uh, it has sometimes it's it's an issue where, you know, I don't if she was coming over, she used to come over for dinner, you know, and I'd be like, all right, well, what can I, you know, what can I, I don't want to be a bad host. I want to have some stuff she can eat. But then there's also the part where it's my daughter would go, oh, she's going to bring some stuff for herself. I'm like, oh, that works out. But imagine you're living in your house and you decide you're going to cook some, you're going to grill a hamburger or a steak, or maybe you're a, maybe you're a barbecue aficionado and you're going to smoke some ribs or something. It's wonderful. You're out there cooking it up and you got some neighbors and they're vegan and they get all bent out of shape because they can smell your they can smell your meat cooking. And no, Justin, that is not a euphemism. Uh, they can smell you making your dinner and it bothers them. So this happened. Originally, the vegan family wrote a note to their neighbor and uh said, hey, how about you just uh, close your windows when you're cooking? Because we can smell your meat cooking over here, and we don't like it because we're vegan, so leave us alone. Well, the meat people, the carnivores, they took to social media, as they should. No, not really, but that's where everything is solved, right? Because God forbid we talk to people face-to-face. We got to go to social media. And I'm not talking about if you get bad service, you know, from an airline or something, then definitely take to Twitter because they hate that. Um, well, people, it was torn. It was kind of mixed reaction the first time they were dealing with their dealing with this on social media. Some people said, hey, you know what? Tell these vegans to uh, shut up and maybe they just close their windows because they're not, you know, they're not the boss of you. But other people were like, well, can't you, you know, come to some kind of understanding. And I'm going to tell you this. Here's the understanding that I would come up with. I'm going to cook what I want, when I want, in my house. You don't like it? Buy my house. Close your windows. Move. Come over and have a hot dog with me. You know? All of those are options. But you telling me how to live in my own house? Not going to happen. But you know, sometimes people uh, are a little holier than thou. And I'm not singling out vegans, but in my experience, a lot of vegans are very intense when it comes to their diet. And this family really felt entitled. So they sent another letter because the first time the carnivores went, pound sand, I'm cooking what I want. So this was the second letter that made it to social media. The letter read, I raised my concerns of the smell of meat making my family feel sick and upset, and you go and have a barbecue on Saturday night inviting lots of people, and you knew this would affect me and my family. My friend Tina told me you took my letter to social media and it backfired on you, which is just desserts. Please, no more barbecues, and please keep that window closed when cooking, otherwise I'm going to report you and go to social media too. All right, who are you going to report somebody to? Uh, you know, excuse me, is this a sheriff's department? Yes. Uh, my neighbor was making a ribeye steak in their yard. Okay, and? No, that's it. 
Did they brandish a knife at you while they were cooking it? No. Did they throw the steak at you? No, they didn't. Well, what did they do? They just cooked it. And the aroma wafted over into my house. And it made me nauseous. All right, first, you're insane. Second, uh, close your window. Because there's nothing we... Who do you report that to? I would be grilling nonstop. Uh, Taylor texts in, if that happened to me, those neighbors would smell searing flesh and many forms coming. Well, that's that sounds... Uh, I'm hoping you're just meaning, you know, food. Uh, coming from my kitchen or my backyard grill once or twice a day. Yeah, who... Would you have the audacity to do that? And how would you how would you respond if this was your neighbor? Because now I live... My, my house is a regular city lot, so they're pretty close together, you know? And I grill all the time, and our windows are open. Some, like, they're open now because it's nice. Uh, my neighbors, both grill, both sides of me, they're always cooking stuff. And guess what? We're in a civilization. We're in a neighborhood. We're neighbors. So we just uh, we just do this. 855-616-1620 is the old National Bank Talk text line. David is in West Dallas. Hi, David. Uh, hello. How what, are you what's, doing? what's up, David? I am well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Well, I it's not a dramatic story, but I just felt when you said that, I just felt I should call. Anyway, <laughs> in oh the early 90s, I bought my first house in Menominee Falls. I'm from the south side of Milwaukee. Okay. And uh, I, um, I've been riding motorcycles since 1970, and uh, a lot of my friends, they, they were bikers, you know. Okay. And uh, the, guy, the guy next door to me, um, I mean, I tried to be friendly with this guy. And he would never, he, he 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 would never be nice. You know what I mean? Like I'd look at him, he'd look away. I'd uh, try to start a conversation. He, he'd just walk away. It was just, it was not a good experience for a first time, you know, first time buying a house and, sure. and living somewhere. And it has followed me all my life. I've thought of this. You know, if I move some, if you go into an apartment and you got bad neighbors, you can move. But when right. you buy a house, you're stuck with these people. <laughs> yeah, know? for a while and, uh, at least. Yeah, and, uh, uh, you know, it's not a dramatic story and nothing bad ever happened, but it was just it was just a very uncomfortable time there for those years, and uh, I don't wish it upon anybody. No, it's not, it's, it sounds, David, like it was all on this guy, you know, that you move in, you're trying to be, you're trying to be neighborly, and he just sounds like a jerk. Yeah, that's exactly. Oh, what I mean, I think. plain and simple. And, if you're not going to, because we're motorcycle riders, doesn't mean you know we're going to do anything you know wrong to him. <laughs> right. See, that's how it seemed like he he was he was like worried something was going to happen or you know. Well, see, that's that so. would be like if if you moved in next to me and I was a little you know because some people haven't been around you know people who are motorcycle enthusiasts or bikers, however you want to you know label yourself, and it'd be like. Oh, yeah. I, I wonder if there's going to be trouble. That would be my excuse to get to know you and go, oh, this is not going to be an issue at all. This is going to be, you know, this is going to be fine. We're all going to get yeah. along great. But some people go the other way because yeah. they're, for whatever reason, they're afraid or they don't want to have any confrontation or they're just insecure and, and well, jerks. So yeah. there you go. Well, David, thanks Very for the well call. Said. I appreciate it. 
Have a great rest of the night. Uh, from the 262, I have lawn wars with my neighbor every spring. He outdoes me every year. One year I will beat him. Oh, he is your grass nemesis. Nemesis. Have a story you want to share? Jump on 855-616-1620. We're going to do this, then we'll be back. It's WTMJ Nights. Yes, you are. Brian Noonan here until 8 o'clock. And it's Brewers Weekly. Felt, uh, I felt for our texter from the 262, we were talking about bad neighbors having that lawn war. I always I always come out on the short end of the stick with the lawn wars. I, Because even, like, I lived in California for a while and we had a sprinkler system and I would water, but then it seems very wasteful. And now I don't water, you know, it'll rain sometime. And if not, whatever, I keep it, I keep it cut, I keep it neat, but... See, I've had neighbor. I've lived in neighborhoods where it was very, very important to have beautifully manicured lawns, and I'm like, I have dogs. I'm not going to worry about it too much. Uh, here's the question for you right now: Would you ever go nude in public? And I'm not asking that for voyeuristic reasons. I'm not going to follow you around. Um, well, some of you I might, but most of you I'm not going to. But would you ever go nude in public? I'm asking that for a specific reason. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. Let me ask. Let me ask the youngsters, the uh, the young men who are behind the glass, who are, you know, we're working so hard to bring this broadcast to you. Uh, we'll start with you, Justin, because I don't want. I'm not going to ask Matt because he's just starting. If he wants, Matt, if you want to volunteer, you can. Justin, we've learned a lot about. We know his mom listens. His mom is probably praying that he says no, but uh, we also know that Justin is a degenerate gambler and his bookie might make him do it. Uh, <laughs> Justin, would you ever go nude in public? Uh, I, like, no. Not, <laughs> not, not you, willingly. You don't sound sure. You're like, hmm. Yeah, no, I mean... No. I mean, there's definitely like been a mo. There was one moment in college where, Ooh. um, yeah, I lost. Uh, I got mercy ruled, which means I lost by a lot of points, a lot to a little, in um, in a video game. So I, <laughs> I, I, I had to do a quick, uh, quick little lap around my house, um, with uh, nothing on. So I was pretty quick, though. I don't think anyone saw me. All right, but that was you had, you, yeah, that no, was, yeah, willingly. You had to Come be a man on, who like, pays what? up. Yeah. But you wouldn't just wander down to the quad to, uh, you know, luxuriate in the sun. No, no, no. Good. Not me. Maybe maybe Matt. I don't know. Not not willingly. I'm in the same same boat uh, as Justin here. Not willingly. There has not been a situation where it has happened against my will. I have a... You know, there's been situations. Will. There, there's my, been my there, not with me, but there's been situations. So, a couple of years ago, uh, there was a fire drill in my apartment building. And where is this story going? And, and where? And let's why? just say, let's just say, sometimes when there's a fire drill, the apart the uh, you get caught in a in the shower, and uh, you need to get out of the building fast. So it wasn't with me, but one of uh, the people in my entire apartment row. Uh, wound up actually thinking it was a real fire because you can't tell if it's at sure, a normal well, hour. That's, yeah, that's the and uh, of the let's just say one thing led to another. All right, here's the thing. Uh, one, I understand we're all naked in the shower, unless you're a never nude like on uh, Arrested Development. But that's most of us are not never nudes, so we're showering naked. Um, there, 
We have towels. Can't you can't you just wrap a, a towel? Even if you even if you think the building is on fire, how big is the bathroom that you can't reach your towel? I don't want to take the split second to extend my arm to grab the towel off the rack. I must flee immediately. So that's dangerous. You're very wet. You're going to slip and fall. Take a second. Dry your feet. Head out. Um, all right. Well, I'm glad it wasn't you, Matt. I I was only naked in public once, but it was very, very late at night, and it was at a lake, uh, and it was a very uh, small group of people. You might say two or three, and um, that was, you know, we went into the water. We stripped down, went into the water. We weren't uh, we weren't just laying around on the beach like ne'er do wells. We get a lot of texts coming in about people if they would go out in public. Um, the reason I ask this, and we'll then we'll get to those texts. And if you want to jump in, eight five five six one six one six twenty. We'll do the. We'll I'll read the text after the news. But I will tell you why I'm asking this. Um, and I, I wish I was making this name up. Please know that I'm not. I'm not trying to. Uh, you know, be very provocative. The man's name is Neil Cox, and the woman's name is Danielle Quiggin. They are from London. They visited a bar in Burnham-by-the-Sea the other day. They were spotted walking around uh, on holiday, and they were in the buff. Now, I didn't know this, but if you're in England and Wales, and you just want to walk around nude, that's fine. It's not up. It's not against the law at all, as long as you're not um, trying to be lascivious you're not trying to upset people or shock people. So I don't, one, I don't know how that wouldn't be shocking, but I don't know. Well, they turned up in a pub and they called the pub ahead of time and said, hey, listen, uh, we're naturalists, which is a new name for nude people. We're naturalists and we're going, we'd like to come into the pub and have a pint and something to eat. But we're, you know, we're sans pence. Would that be okay? And the pub owner went, yeah, that's all right. Come on in. So now the pub owner is saying, hey, there's been a lot more uh, positive reviews. It's been great. We'll talk a little more, more about this and uh, whether you'd go out in public naked after the news, which comes your way right after this. WTMG. Brian Noonan, WTMJ Knights, 855-616-1620 is the old National Bank Talk and Text Line. Uh, the question is out there, would you ever go nude in public? Asking because these uh, two people uh, showed up at a pub in uh, outside of London. They were on holiday, and uh, they called ahead, said, hey, is it, uh, is it okay? And it's not against the law. So if you're traveling to England and Wales and you just want to have a walkabout uh, with nothing on, you're welcome to do that. I, a solicitor over there, which is a lawyer, said, if someone is not intending to cause alarm whilst being nude, it's not a criminal offense. I would argue, how do you show up somewhere nude and not cause alarm? But that's that's just me. It all depends on each case. You have to look at what someone is doing. The man involved, again, his name is Neil Cox. He said he's been a naturalist for seven years and, uh, quote, for a lot of people, being naked is a terrifying, terrifying ordeal. I live most of my life naked, and people around my town have gotten used to me, so there's post offices, groceries, and pubs that I can go to. He spends nine months out of the year naked, says he's made a difference. It's made a difference to his well-being. Uh, I feel a sense of relief and de-stressing when I've taken my clothes off. I would feel quite the opposite. I would feel nothing but stress, anxiety, and, um, you know, 
the the fact that parts of me would get sunburned that don't really um that's just no i i couldn't do it i'm not a the as i mentioned the one time i did it it was very late at night it was at a lake it was very small group we went in everybody was skating different then we came out and put our clothes on that would be it marty from racine says i would definitely go nude in public used to hang out at the new it used to hang out nude at mazo beach and go nude at home marty's that nude neighbor they say everybody has a nude neighbor so guys think about uh, think about your apartments Somebody in one of those apartments is walking around nude all the time. From the 262, though I love being nude, I'd never do it in public. Note that the recent annual World Naked Bike Ride event in Milwaukee is on June 24th. And again, I won't be participating, even though I also love riding my bike around Metro Milwaukee. Yeah, I'm not. Um, that I, I get that, and I think it's a, a funny event. I also like the naked uh, train ride, all that stuff. I would never do it for so many reasons but um yeah riding a bike is something you don't want to do naked not a chance um taylor says of course i would society societal norms force me to be confined in these clothes free willy all right mike says not with this body there you go mike all right our poet laureate is here now justin have you told matt about our poet laureate i have not Matt, this is, you may think from the last hour and 38 minutes that this is a uncultured ramshackle uh, show that does whatever it wants with no no redeeming cultural aspects, and you would be 100% wrong because this is the only show, not only on WTMJ, but I'm guessing in the entire Milwaukee market that has an in-house poet laureate. And our poet laureate will be listening for a topic that strikes their fancy and then send us a poem and we call it wtmj nights poetry corner and why did i and it's completely not set up this is we don't know who the poet laureate is they enjoy writing stanzas and sending them to us and they've jumped in now so here is wtmj nights poetry corner so you're saying it's okay to go out for a beer and do it sans clothes with nary a fear. But how do you carry your wallet in such when you're walking around naked with not even a clutch? And where do you put your phone, keys, and Kleenex? All those things that you carry, you'll just have to nix. And how do you hide the beer belly in sags when you don't have the clothes to cover your bags? So I think it's a tough one to go out that way, but after that kind of evening, for sure there'd be plenty to say. PSA, don't drink and bear. Friends don't let friends drink nude from a night's poet. Fantastic. The, the poet, our poet laureate comes through all the time. All the time. Once again, thank you. Taylor asking, did they have to remain standing in the pub? No, they sat right down. They were on stools. I saw a picture of them from the back. They were sitting there uh, just, just enjoying it. Um, I would never go skinny dipping, but with my body... I I go chunky dunking. Uh, that may be more apt for me as well, 414 texter, but, uh, you know, yeah, it was, uh, I, again, it would just shock me. I would be, I, I think I'm a pretty open-minded guy. I'm pretty accepting of a lot of things, but I, I must say I would still be a little shocked if I was sitting in a, in a pub somewhere and, 
couple people just walked in naked. And, you know, not a, I wouldn't be offended. I wouldn't want them thrown out, especially if I lived in a place where I knew it, you know, there's a chance somebody could wander in naked. No big deal. But uh, it would it would be a little off-putting because let's be honest, the people who probably are out wandering around naked, and I know it's an old trope, but they're really not the people that you would want to see naked. Plus, there's activities. It's that old Seinfeld episode, things that you really shouldn't do naked. There's a lot of activity. Like, I could never, I even hate eating if I'm at the beach, like without a shirt. I don't like, I I, I don't like crumbs getting on me. Uh, I don't, it's a whole big thing. But there you go. So if you're ever going to England, I don't know now, Justin's probably trying to book some tickets for this summer. He's going, well, if I could just walk around naked, I'm going to do that. Go over and uh, see the Tower of London without any pants on. Might be fun. All right, we're going to do this. Then it's the drive through window on WTMJ Nights. Now more of WTMJ Nights. Butter pecan coffee at Dunkin'. That was Dunkin pretty donuts, good. you mean? Uh, yes. And I was shocked by the bill. Shout out Culver's, yeah. Shout I've heard very good things about their fish ride. I, I'm going to go to Panera. I'm going to get a bagel sandwich. Doritos and Papa John's are teaming up. Anything that says ranch. That's why I barely watch a Western about cattle drives. Uh, because of you guys, I had to analyze the hamburger. <laughs> we eat fast food quite a lot. We talk about it even more. Let's visit the WTMJ Night drive through window one more time. With Ryan Noonan. Yeah, we haven't had a drive through window in a little while. 855-616-1620. If you want to jump in, it's the old National Bank Talk and Text Line. Uh, the Knights Poet has a fan, Judy B., saying she's in love with the Knights Poet. Uh, this is this is not really fast food, but we've uh, we've talked about our affinity for Quick Trip here a lot. And I don't know, uh, Justin, how you feel about The Rock. Are you a uh, former uh, wrestling fan? Are you a fan of Dwayne Johnson? Yeah, I like The Rock. Who doesn't like The Rock? Yeah, Matt. Now, now I say that Matt's probably gonna. Matt probably hates The Rock. Do you hate The Rock, Matt? I love The Rock. You know, very familiar with WWE, so he's a great guy. Everybody loves The Rock. Who doesn't? Now, now he has named himself the Quick Trip King on Twitter. You know, The Rock has like a bazillion followers on everything, so. Um, Quick Trip tried to get The Rock's attention because they carry his energy drink, his Zoa energy drinks. You're a uh, you're a Propel guy, Matt. Have you ever had the Zoa energy drink? I have not. All right, I've never heard of it, but uh, it's The Rock's. He's got it. So Quick Trip tried to get him um, to respond to their tweet. They were like, "Oh, we're so we love having your energy drinks in our store. It rocks. Get it? Rocks." That was their tweet and they said, "Please respond. Please respond. Please respond." The Rock did respond. Uh he said, "I've wrestled in every major city in every state across our great country, drove every major highway and artery that I could fit my truck on, earning the name Quick Trip King. Appreciate the Zoa Energy Partnership, KTK." So there you go. The Rock is the Quick Trip King. That's his new moniker. Figured I'd start with The Rock and then we'd work, uh, we'd go from one giant personality to another. 
if I were to ask you your favorite McDonald's character, you might say Ronald McDonald. That's easy. Maybe you say Mary McCheese because you like, uh, you know, characters with giant heads. Maybe you say the Hamburglar because you're, you know, a heartless thief. Maybe you say Grimace. Well, I don't know if you know this, but June is Grimace's birthday. Very, very exciting. Uh, the, the Grimace will be celebrating his birthday at McDonald's all over the country starting Monday with a brand new Grimace birthday meal and shake. The shake is the key because for the first time ever, McDonald's is releasing a purple shake. That's right. Do you, you guys are young. Did you ever have birthday parties at McDonald's? Was that a thing when you guys were growing up or was it all Chuck E. Cheese and like trampoline parks? Never had one at McDonald's. A couple at trampoline parks, but nothing there. Chuck E. Cheese. Oh. Chuck E. Cheese. Why did I know Justin was a Chuck E. Cheese guy? Oh, dude, me, me and my brother would have fights in the ball pit. My dad would have to crawl and get us. <laughs> we would eat some uh, some of that pizza. Oh, yeah. Chuck E. Cheese <laughs> is great. said with air quotes. Pizza. Well, because I was trying to think of a way, because you know how, like, they're special. I don't even know. Was it, is it special? I don't even know. It's like it something about special. their pizza is good, I guess. Is it? I've never. Uh, thankfully, my daughter never wanted a Chuck E. Cheese birthday. I never had to take her to a Chuck E. Cheese birthday. I've never set foot inside a Chuck E. Cheese. So my life, you know, am I bragging? Yeah, you know it. You know I'm bragging a little bit. But there used to be, McDonald's used to have big birthday parties, too. When I was, like, when my brothers and I were kids, that was a thing. And growing up after that, so it's a big nostalgia thing. Now the the grimmest birthday meal and shake you get either a Big Mac or a ten piece McNuggets. You get a medium fry, and then you get the first ever purple shake inspired by the iconic color and sweetness of our purple pal. Uh, according to McDonald's, our fans have amazing childhood memories of their birthdays at McDonald's, and Grimace's birthday is all about paying homage to the amazing, fun moments that we all share. Yes, so the Grimace, I am, I saw this, and at first I thought you got the Big Mac and the Nuggets and the fries and the shake, and I was like, oh, Grimace, you are going to kill me, but I'm 100% in. I'm still in. I got to go try one of these purple shakes. I don't know why. I liked Grimace the best because you don't know what Grimace is. What exactly is it? Well, people don't know. According to McDonald's, they say you may never know. Um, so the the birthday meal and shake are going to be uh, rolling out nationwide on Monday. They'll be there while supplies last. If you're curious about Grimace's origin story and who isn't, uh, he was... Uh, he hails from Grimace Island, comes from a huge family, including his grandma Winky, aunts Millie and Tilly, and Uncle O'Grimacy. Oh, he must be the guy who handles the shamrock shakes. So uh, there you go. Grimace birthday. How does a purple shake sound? Does that entice either one of you? No? Listen, I, I usually don't, but I remember uh, I remember the first time I had a shamrock shake back in the day. Shamrock shakes so I, are good. Shamrock shakes are good, so I think the Grimace shake is going to be just as good. Yeah? Um, okay. I, l listen, what's you know, you're already getting the Big Mac and the fries, or the 10-piece <laughs> nugs and the fries, so I'm going to enjoy that. And then the shake, that's just a cherry on top of the whole experience. And if yeah, it's, why not? If it's great, maybe I get another one. If it's not, you know, it's one shake in my life. That's all right. They don't say what it's going to taste like, though. Could be grape. My wife said, what's it going to taste like? I said, purple. 
You know, it's like when you get those blue popsicles. What do they taste like? I don't know, blue. They taste like windshield washer fluid. Who knows? Um, oh, a pessimist jumps in from the 414. They can advertise a purple shake, but the shake machine will always be down, so you'll still never get one. Don't say that, 414. Don't do it. Um, Taco Bell has adding something to their permanent menu that they had just tried out. It was a promotional item, supposed to be limited time, but no, no, no. They have taken all the things into account, which they have to do a lot. You know, they do these limited releases, all these restaurants do, and um, they got to look at the ease of assembly. Uh, customer preferences are tested in different markets. Uh, sales, profit margins, blah, blah, blah. Taco Bell has chosen very quickly, I may add, to add the grilled cheese burrito to their permanent menu. The I've never heard never had one. My wife and daughter love Taco Bell. Uh, it's a novelty burrito. Three cheese blend grilled right on top. Uh, creates a slightly caramelized layer, layer that crackles when you bite into it. Hello. It's filled with seasoned rice, your choice of protein, chicken steak, ground beef, or beans, three-cheese blend, nacho cheese, crunchy Fiesta strips, sour cream, and chipotle sauce. On paper, that sounds sublime. It really does, uh, really does sound good. This is a, all right, this is a statement from Taco Bell that I never thought I would hear anybody say. Highlighting cheese is a long-term core equity of Taco Bell's business model. And this burrito <laughs> brings this to life for us. Highlighting cheese. You could have asked me, what do you think, uh, what do you think, what do you think one of the core equity of Taco Bell's business model is? And there's not a chance I would have ever said, well, they obviously highlight cheese. That's their thing. They just highlight cheese. All right, we've got uh, one more quick... Well, let's do this. Justin, we should probably take a break, right? Yeah, sure, we uh, can. Yeah, or do you? Yeah, why not? Yeah, let, let's take a quick break, then we'll come back with one more. This this story may actually uh, cause some debate, but we won't have time for that. But I'll leave you to debate it amongst yourselves after this on WTMJ. All right, last couple seconds. 60 of them on WTMJ Nights. We'll be back Monday. After we're done, after the 8 o'clock news, then you get Brewers Weekly with Dom Catronio. Okay, last item at the drive-thru window. Pizza Hut jumping on one of the season's biggest culinary crazes, one which I find unacceptable. The chain has unleashed a brand-new pickle pizza. Gentlemen, yay or nay on pickle pizza? Matt? Nay. Justin? No, never. That sounds right, gross. Good. Look at the three musketeers. No on pickle pizza. Uh, it's a, a first chain to launch a pickle top pizza. Good for you, Pizza Hut. Way to lead the way with uh, something that sounds completely disgusted. It's got uh, hand-tossed crust, buttermilk ranch sauce and cheese, crispy breaded chicken breast seasoned with Nashville hot seasoning, sliced white onions, and spicy dill pickles finished off with a drizzle of buttermilk ranch. It could not sound more disgusting. The only good news about this pizza is that right now they're only doing it at one location in New York City, but they're saying if it goes well, it could come to a Pizza Hut near you, and I say good riddance to pickle pizza. And that's it. On that happy note, we got to go. I'll talk to you again Monday night. Thanks for listening and being part of the program. Justin, Matt, thanks for all your help. 
Dominic Catronio on the other side of the news with Brewers Weekly. Talk to you later. Bye.